and welcome to Hailing Complicated, a supernatural <sighs> fan cast. I am Claire, and I'm with my friend Shell. Hi, I'm Chell. Hey, how's it going? It's going. There's a lot going on in the world of supernatural and fandom, and the world's on fire. You gotta love that. God, fucking tell me about it. When is something... Okay. There isn't much news. One thing that came up that it's not really news because this happened years ago, but somebody somebody brought it up and everyone's like, wait, what did Jensen say? And apparently at a convention, Jensen talked about how for the first episode of season four, when he's like resurrected, he they actually buried him in the ground and he's dug, he dug his way out. That's <laughs> wild. Yeah, they like dug like a five by five hole and just put him in it. He just, he just, the insanity. That, like, I'm sure it's not as bad as sound, but just Jensen buried himself alive is very funny. Truly bury your gaze. Truly bury your gaze. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, homophobic gaze deserve to be buried. And the other piece of news is not supernatural news, but I just thought it was too good to not share. January 4th. Oh my god, this cracks me up so much. The famous fanfiction website, Archive of Our Own, was the server crashed because somebody uploaded a very long Minecraft YouTuber real person fanfic and it crashed the website. I love that. The power that has. <laughs> Messy boot. Addendum to the supernatural news this week. January 8th, Ty Olson confirmed that Dean X Benny is canon in a cameo video that he posted on Twitter. Interesting. Apparently, my Homestuck shipping chart that I made as a joke for season 8 is now true and accurate. Huh. Anyway. Uh, for today's episode, we are going to talk about episodes and things that's supernatural inspired by hp lovecraft and i know speaking of messy boots hp lovecraft <laughs> yeah i mostly want to talk about it because some people on tumblr were just like talking about tentacles and supernatural <laughs> and tentacle true form cast the same conversation we've had for a full decade but you know we're all monster fuckers today Ugh. that's you know what? That is what 2021 is all about. That's what I bring to this podcast. That's why you have me on, because I'm the other monster fucker. <laughs> monster fucker squared. Yes. <laughs> That's why we bonded when we met. We are both monster fuckers. <laughs> Speaking of monster fuckers, notable monster fucker H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was fucking terrified of everything. He, honestly, he's not cool enough to be a monster fucker. No, he's a he's coward. Not. He was just an anxious twink. He's messy boot. <laughs> Lovecraft himself appears in an episode, uh, season six, episode 21, Let It Bleed. And essentially that episode introduces the Leviathans, which <sighs> I have so fucking much to say about Leviathans. I will truly never, ever stop talking about Leviathans and how much they fascinate me and infuriate me. We fucking get to it. Much like Supernatural as a whole. Yeah, the Leviathans are, like, just perfectly emblematic of all my problems with Supernatural. Season 8 is, like, I hate it so much, but it's also possibly my favorite season. It's 
I'm an insane person. Why am I doing this? Just for fun. Yeah, I don't have anything better to do. There is an episode later on, season 13, episode 17, The Thing, that is not H.P. Lovecraft related, but clearly inspired by it. Like, I actually thought it was, like, his own creations, but it turns out the monsters in that are just the writer's OCs. And Leviathans in general are inspired by, by his work. So what experience do you have with Lovecraft, like, in general, in your own life? So I read a lot of Lovecraft. I have, like, a, his collected works, and I've read a lot of them. And I love Lovecraft movies. So, like, I have quite a bit of experience. I, ha- I have a recommendation list of Lovecraft movies for the end of this. Oh my god, yes, please give that to me. I'll, I can put it in the episode description, too. I actually have a lot less experience with Lovecraft. I I mean, I knew I would like his stuff, but I think I only read a collection of his works in, like, 2018, because I borrowed a book from a roommate, and then I made a D&D character kind of sort of based on, oh, yeah, on the vibes. And Bo semi-co-host of this podcast uh gave me a necro nom nom nomicon book cookbook uh for christmas a few years ago yeah i really love it it's and it's like really gorgeous too it's unreadable but it's gorgeous (laughs) yeah what are your favorite like lovecraft stories movies adjacent things oh anything mike flanagan makes he did absentia oculus haunting of hill house i love oculus he just has this Lovecraftian style in what he does. He recently did um, Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that just because I love him so oh, much. We need to have a movie night and watch it. It's so good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Oculus. When I really think about it, it might actually be my favorite horror movie. I just, I've just seen it so many times, and I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, it, it's up there. It's so good. So I, I really like. I tend to like. H.P. Lovecraft adjacent things, things like Oculus that aren't in the canon, like aren't from his works, but are Lovecraftian. Yeah, like, I love The Thing, which is, I'm pretty damn sure it's inspired by At the Mountains of Madness, and eh, kind of a better horror story than The Mountains of Madness. Kind of. It's based on a book. Yeah. What is that? Oh, it is? Yes, it's based on a, or a short story. Okay. What are the Lovecraft adaptions I've seen? I've seen, I think we both watched Color Out of Space from 2019. That was a fucking trip. I think I liked it. Same. I, I, I think I like it, but also I never kind of want to see it again. Like, <laughs> Yeah. If anyone thinks about watching it, just fucking know that the body horror is insane in that movie. I love body horror. That is one of the cases where I'm like, oh boy, ooh, this is my getting to my tolerance. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen Love Lovecraft Country yet? I have not. I started to listen. This is going to be very petty. I started watching it and I was so hyped for it. I was very very excited for it. But then they come across a monster and it's just like a giant hairless dog with eyes all over its body, and I'm like, you guys have the HBO budget, and this is the monster design you came up with? Of course. We're gonna fucking get there, but I I cannot, I can't stand cosmic horror that has bad monster designs. Like, what is the fucking point then? 
then it's just a slasher. If it's just a dog chasing you through the woods, it's just, a, it's basically a slasher at that. It's a creature feature. That's not yes. cosmic horror. I'm just saying. All right. Before we get to Lovecraft and Supernatural, let us talk about the elephant in the fucking room. Lovecraft fucking sucks. Yes. He's a piece of shit. Pretty much all of the worst things you can imagine. Xenophobic, racist, sexist, anti-Semitic, all of it. Howard Phillips Lovecraft, noted horrible racist, who looks like he has a bunch of bees in his mouth at all times. <laughs> I always, For me, I think of frog when I see his mouth. That's fair. To me, it looks like he his mouth is full of bees, uh, and he's desperately <laughs> trying not to let them out. I'm going to do a poll. What do you think is in Lovecraft's mouth? <laughs> what do you think is in Lovecraft's mouth? I think it's a bunch Besides of slurs. Slurs. Oh my god. So, um... Yeah. At least he's dead. Oh, thank god. I feel like... Okay. Here's... Okay. So I I came across Cthulhu first, as we all did, kind of as a kid. I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. I'll check it out when I'm older. And then I got older, and then I got into social justice, and I... Started to become trying to become a better person, yada yada. Then I got into Lovecraft, and I came in with the knowledge that he's a shitty, shitty fucking person, and I'm very glad that I waited to get into him because yes. this is kind of what I like about Lovecraft's legacy is that a lot of people, a lot of the good people who are into his works, fucking hate him, and we kind of just like. You know when you're gossiping with someone about somebody you hate and it kind of brings you two together and it's there's like a certain joy in that? Like <laughs> Oh, of course. It's the camaraderie of hatred. Yeah, like people really like saying like yeah, Lovecraft's racist and was like, "Oh, what do you mean?" And they'll be like, "Dude, Google his cat's name." I just I pretend he never had a cat. I pretend he's not real. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> like it it's a good lesson in sometimes really shitty people make really good art and you have to be able to critically consume art which does not mean pick it apart and find things to hate it just like think about it think about how his yeah. worldview and his hatred of foreign invaders influenced his work because mm. it did like it's it's tied to his work and it tells you important things about him and the culture and cultural fears because monsters always represent yeah. what a culture is afraid of so mm -hmm. his monsters were foreign invaders which unfortunately had a real world direct comparison but it's important to look at that as a window into what the culture was going through at that time that is true some people have noted that he was a lot worse even in his time, people were like, dude, calm down a little bit. Oh, no, yeah. His contemporaries thought that he was an awful person. Yeah. I just okay. I just want to make that clear for the audience. I were like, oh, no, we know that even back then he's bad. No, yeah. Even in his time, he was viewed as a horrible person who took things way too far. But it was still yeah. indicative of how people were raised in turn-of-the-century United States. I mean, he was born in 1890. Yeah. That's really sort of where America was at. That's where the Western world was at in their worldview for the like major point. Like he might have taken it far. It's almost like satire. Like he took hatred to the logical extreme somehow. Yeah, I definitely see that. He was like a satire of racism somehow. Like he's <laughs> too much. Yeah. Uh, 
we still need to talk about <laughs> this thing in Supernatural. But I do want to shout out H Bomber Guy's video on Lovecraft. I think it's like a really good, both like as an intro to him and a dissection of him. Like, even if you haven't been into Lovecraft, it tells you a lot about him and why he sucks, but also why we still find him fascinating and why we still like his works. The thing is about Lovecraft for me is just like, I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good. I know people who do way better than this, though. There are some works out there that just improve, improve, improve on his work. (laughs) I say it all the fucking time. Magnus motherfucking archives. Oh, my God. Perfection. Perfect cosmic horror. They got that shit. Also, shout out to Harris. Shout out to goddamn H-Bomber guy in general. He's such a great voice right now. Yeah. Uh, One thing I actually kind of wanted to say is that one thing I actually can really appreciate about Lovecraft was that his mythos was basically open source, essentially. Like, he had multiple writers working within his mythos, and he collaborated with them, and pretty much everybody was just allowed to contribute to it, and he was just like, yeah, fuck it, it's to the world now, which is kind of incredible, in my opinion. And in the context of Supernatural, especially, where, like, fans... Supernatural, especially in the later seasons, has so much meta. It is dense with meta. The more you look back on it, there's, like, you know, headcanons and stuff that became canon. Like, Dean is obsessed with pie. People call Sam a moose. But there's, like, fans within the show itself. They go to, like, a Supernatural convention. There are fans with their tattoos that they got from a book within the show. It's insane. And... Cass being canonically in love with Dean. That's some that's some fan shit that we made happen. <laughs> and there's like there's sort of like a similarity in like how Lovecraft interacted with people who liked his work and how Supernatural <laughs> interacts with people who like his work. Granted, Supernatural <laughs> fucking loathes its fans even though they say they don't. Uh, <laughs> On God they fucking hate us. Of course they do. At a certain point, Supernatural became about Supernatural. Like, it stopped being the story of Sam and mm. Dean and started being the story of fandom. That's a good point. We should yeah, we can file that discuss away. that in a later episode. <laughs> yeah. I still can't wait to do the Paris Hilton episode. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> so, the episodes themselves, I might talk about them a little bit, but more importantly, so season six ends with Cass becoming God. First episode of season seven, Cass is like, I'm done being God, actually. And he releases all the souls. And then he becomes a Leviathan cast. And then he goes into a river and dies. And the Leviathans are released into the world and disappointed me really bad. <laughs> so the Leviathans are kind of the most Lovecraftian thing in Supernatural. It's literally in the show, Lovecraft held kind of an occult ritual with some of his friends even though he didn't have any. He had absolutely none. Yeah, they opened a door to purgatory and saw visions within. It was kind of unclear. They're like, they didn't see anything, but also they did. It's weird. I don't know. Supernatural is nothing if not inconsistent. And so Lovecraft kind of based his works and his creatures on what he saw in purgatory. And the Leviathans are the creatures that he saw. What the fucking thing is, is that the Leviathans, their true form, as far as we can fucking tell, 
they're just piles of goo. They're just black piles of fucking goo. They're not even that big. And most of the time we see them as humans and they open their giant gaping maw and it's like, oh, scared. I'm not fucking scared. I... And that's it. They're just a fucking giant mouth. And that's it. It's, a, oh, it's such a boring. Oh my God. I just, I hate how Supernatural constantly, constantly creates these incredible concepts and is like, cool, put in a human meat suit and let's not talk about it. Of course. No CGI. We're going to do the minimal CGI because that's cost money. It's like. They're spending too much money on all the black eyes on everyone. Yep. Because <laughs> at a certain point, every character is a demon. Can we take like half a second to talk about how many innocent human people the main characters of this show kill? Oh, yeah. And they stop caring after a while. Of course they did. They like mention it twice in like the first two seasons. They're like, wait, then maybe we shouldn't just kill everyone. Never mind. In the episode, uh, the season six, Let It Bleed, in that episode, Dean is just literally torturing demons. There's a pile of bodies and it's, you know, it's human people. They had demons, but he's just like, I'm done being delicate. I'm just going to go kill some people because I want to save my surrogate son and my not wife. I'm tired of just doing exorcisms and letting these people live. I'll just stab them. Also, really quick, really quick. So we see H.P. Lovecraft. He's scared. The actor doesn't look like Lovecraft at all, but whatever. <laughs> he does. Of course he has no animals in his mouth. He gets killed. <laughs> Less than five minutes later, some demons break into Lisa's house and kill her black boyfriend. Of in course. the same episode with Lovecraft, I was just like, wait, a did y'all not do any research? Oh. Of course. Well, first of all, no, they did not. Second of all. Oh, they never do. Yikes. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, oh, he looks way better than Lovecraft. Yeah, that is true. So I just looked him up and I'm like, oh, he's kind of cute. I would like give him a hug, but Lovecraft, <laughs> I would punch him in the face. Oh yeah, absolutely. To release the bees. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to, I want to bring something up now because this sort of, mm. okay. So the fact that Supernatural did this exact sort of thing, there's this great quote from an African-American writer, N.K. Jemison, uh, regarding Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. He does some incredible imagery. It's powerful work, but it's frightening because it's a way to look into the mind of a true bigot and realize just how alien their thinking is, just how disturbing their ability to dehumanize their fellow human beings is. And if that doesn't just explain A, racism, B, everything Lovecraft wrote and see how we're still pulling the same bullshit of mm -hmm. killing off the non-white, cis-het, neurotypical, able-bodied, rich, pretty people and just torturing the others. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's the same problem. It's just, I don't even know, quieter now? The writers of Supernatural yeah. don't have cats with the N-word in their names, but they're prone to killing black people and queer people and no one else. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty absurd. Yeah. Supernatural is a mess in all caps, 72 point bold impact <laughs> font underlined. Like, this, okay. This isn't quite as strong a statement, but I saw a really good post on Tumblr recently that was like, how we're going to make monsters complicated and 
multi-dimensional sometimes, but we're also just going to kill hordes of them and not really think about it because they're just monsters. And Of course. Yeah, Supernatural just never truly confronts what makes a monster within their world. They're all just bad. They are not worth understanding. And it it drives a lot of us crazy. And I mean, I've made it very clear that I <laughs> that's a thing I fucking hate about Supernatural is we never learned about the monsters. That's something that you could argue Buffy did a decent job with that. Teen Wolf, everybody's a monster, so you really have to explore that. But Supernatural's wow. like, unless we spend an extra few minutes with this monster, they are just a hungry bloodsucker and we're not going to fucking di- talk about it. Can I make a sidebar that you can cut from this whole thing because it has nothing to do with anything, but I'm talking to you, so I have <laughs> to like talk about it? Yeah, go for it. Teen Wolf is coming back for a season seven. What? And Wait. they brought Allison back to life with Excuse no explanations. Me? And I'm so mad because them killing Allison Argent is when I quit watching the show because I was pissed about it. Yeah, same. I'm losing. I didn't even, I didn't know. Oh my, there's just like a giant red bar of all the peaks I just did. Yep. I can't believe, I thought it was done. I thought they were done. Same. Nope, they brought it back. I guess Tyler Posey needed a paycheck. I swear to God that if Derek and Styles don't kiss, I'm finding Jeff Davis. Christ. All right, let's get into okay, this. Back I am still. I'm screaming about Teen Wolf, though. What the fuck? I'm gonna do Teen Wolf episode of Supernatural of this podcast eventually. On oh, God, I'm in. I'm here. Th- yeah. I was a prolific. Yeah. Teen Wolf fan. I was I was actually one of the big name fans, and no, I will not reveal my screen name. <laughs> but I wrote a lot of very popular fic. Very good fic. I read yeah, I read one of your fics. It's very good. I honestly might have to do like a multi-parter Teen Wolf Supernatural crossover because Teen Wolf and Supernatural for a while there were just inextricable from each other. Truly, that's true. Do you remember that there was a poll on like? which is the better ship and it was Destel versus Steric and everybody was everybody was getting along until then and then it was just full out war between the two it's insane god we're a bunch of fucking crazy people okay all right okay so leviathans i love and hate them i wish i loved them more so leviathans are essentially they're a crossover between lovecraft and christian mythology cool concept But this is supernatural, so they fuck it up, as usual. And, God, I will never, every time I remember this, I have a fucking hernia. (laughs) They're weak to borax, which is found in most common cleaning appliances. That's their fucking weakness. Jesus Christ. Every time I remember that. I mean, look, Lemon Pledge paid supernatural pretty well for their like <laughs> advertisement like they should have had her on the yeah. lady. they should have just had her on to kill the leviathans oh my god <laughs> stupid i did a tiny bit of rewatching of season seven just to like remind myself about the leviathans and it's such a cool fucking concept these Lovecraftian creatures from another dimension that do nothing but hunger. And they, oh my God, I just, I just fucking hate it when monsters just possess a human body and that's their fucking, anyway, they have a hierarchy for some fucking reason. They, they're like, 
They're like savage creatures. They are beings of pure hunger. There is a quote. Let me find it really, really quick. There's a quote that Death says before the Leviathans are introduced. He says, These things are much older than souls in purgatory. Long before God created angel and man, he made the first beasts, the Leviathans. God locked the old ones away to keep them from eating everything. Clever, poisonous things. Essentially, that's basically what he says. And then they come up to our planet and they start... Have you watched season seven? No. Because I don't know if you're going to believe me about... Okay, you want to hear essentially the Leviathan's plot? I read plot? Notes, and I okay. love it. Okay. I love this idea. It's terrifying. That they fucking just start doing some capitalism shit? That they're fattening up people through sucrose? Yeah. I, I mean, that's... Listen, I hate it! I hate it too but actually that's ingenious i'm gonna fight you to have these creatures no listen to have these creatures that represent unending hunger turn mm-hmm. humans into cattle through fast food okay that's a good mm-hmm. creepy okay, I, yeah. idea supernatural can't pull anything off so it's not handled well yes no that's one what i was gonna say that show is a professional it's not handled well, but it's a good, yeah. creepy idea. Yes. Could have also, been done just well. by the way. Fucking wasn't. No. What were you Leviathans are very clearly just based off of Shoggoth from Lovecraft, which are just gelatinous flesh that devour people and stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually appreciate that. You know the individual creatures. I don't really. <laughs> yeah. I just see a word. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. I'll Google yeah. an image of that, but also the whole point of these creatures is that they don't have an image, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of Lovecraft, is all these depictions are yeah. just artist depictions, but they're not... They're supposed to be unknowable and indescribable. So, like, what does it look like? Yeah. I don't know. That kind of leads into... Here's the thing, is that... So, Leviathans disappointed me massively, I think you are right with your point about them being capitalists. Should have been dubbed better. But you are right. That is pretty actually fitting. But... Like, it makes sense. Endless hunger, capitalism. Yes. But I would like to posit that a massive part of this is me going to be me talking about Fana because, ooh, listen, everybody thinks the supernatural fandom sucks and they're right. Supernatural, the show, sucks. Everything about Supernatural sucks. Some, some parts of fandom, some fan and shit is so absolutely delicious. And that is why I come back every few years. My God. Anybody who has ever talked about angels as beings of cosmic horror, essentially, are the most valid people on Earth because holy shit, angels truly are lovecraftian creatures in in the way they're portrayed in supernatural until they put a cowboy hat on Cass, which is just cute just just precious (laughs) no yeah angels are terrifying unknowable horrifying creatures that's why we that's why like tumblr loves angels in general not just supernatural but just like the fucking wheels on fire and shit like oh it's so interesting i can't believe i went to catholic school and didn't know about millions that. millions of eyes circling a triangle yeah, like, that's it's so, so cool. fucking cool like um in my one fic when i had to describe that demon i took inspiration from like biblical angels 
Yeah. That shit is so good. And God, oh my God, in Supernatural, in like the first episode of season four where the demons are like, and like her eyes are burned out. She's like, they're fucking coming. We can't stand a chance. God, I wish Angel still had that energy, but it was good while it lasted. I really love talking about cosmic horror and supernatural because it's like the two are just like banging off each other and trying to mesh, but it's like water and oil. And it's like, at, no matter how much you shake them together, they won't congeal as much as I want them to essentially. Anyway, angels are basically cosmic horror. Here are my facts about angels. They can affect the fucking weather according to their mood. That might be a little bit fanficy, but as far as I remember, yes, they can bend fucking time. They send Dean and Sam back in time and forward in time as much. They can send them to all- wait a minute. They can send them to alternate dimensions and then they go to alternate dimensions later. Is that? Listen, I gotta get caught up on. I should probably just watch Supernatural on my own while also doing the recap, so I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. But anyway, they can manipulate the minds and bodies of people in uh the episode I was talking the. Season six episode, Let It Bleed. Sam is praying and begging to Cass, and Cass is standing right there, but he made himself invisible to Sam. Oh, it hit. And also, they can destroy creatures with a touch. They're true forms. And, ooh, I'm going to get to phantom true form shit soon, but, oh, apparently their true forms are as big as a fucking Chrysler building. Personally, I have always headcanoned angels as stars, like literally their grace is a star in the universe and when they die that star just like goes out yeah and becomes like a black hole or a dwarf star it's canon yeah (laughs) i'm such a fucking sucker for religion and science together it's the best um why do gays love religious imagery i know it's like controversial opinion fuck the catholic mm. church yes to all of their aesthetic oh absolutely got that fucking stained glass of Cass in um the last episode of season six i lose my mind oh it's amazing it's gorgeous their voices are like painful to hear and you know if you hear them for long enough it might induce insanity like a little bit of a little bit of an eldritch horror kind of thing there they're they're unfathomable and like to experience them in their true form is impossible which is i mean it's the definition of the lovecraftian horror yeah, just angels are so... Jimmy Novak gave us this great quote where he says that, like, having Castiel inside him, it was like being chained to a comet. Oh. Yeah. Listeners, just so you know, me and Shell just went on a massive tangent. So if there's an awkward cut right there, sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, we went off the rails. Yeah, as we usually do. You know, it's fine. We're having fun. Fuck off. It's fine. So, okay, we've talked about kind of eldritch beings, Lovecraftian characters in Supernatural. They don't... Angels come the closest to it. Leviathans severely disappoint me in every fucking way. But they are very heavily rooted in Lovecraftian, like, literally based on a Lovecraftian creature, so... Yeah, they should have done better, but... Orange star comic sans font, you tried? (laughs) A A thought happened. Yes, a thought happened, and they <laughs> put it on screen. And then they made something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about Supernatural at this point. I feel like this show melts my brain. I know, right? 
speaking of getting your brain melted, I'm going to talk about Fanon now because Fanon content, Fanon Lovecraftian Eldritch cosmic horror content is delicious. It is my absolute favorite. And I'm going to start with possibly my favorite. I'm going to do a separate episode about this blog because I love it so much. My favorite, favorite, favorite supernatural fan work is this blog on Tumblr called The Leviathans Have the Angel. And it, oh, it is so good. Think about supernatural fans, the cool ones, at least the ones I would like to hang with is that they know how to take the shitty, wasted potential of the show and maximize it and do the absolute motherfucking most with it. And Leviathan Cast is the epitome of that. Oh my god, the art people have made of that. The Oh my god, I go insane every time I think of that. So this sort of, like, cast absorbing all the Leviathans, is this like a season finale type of thing? Okay, here's, so, season six starts with Dean, he's living with Lisa, yada, 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 yada. Cass is fighting a war in heaven, and he's desperate to win the battle, so he decides he's going to, this is a weird-ass plan, but on this, <laughs> on this blog, we don't criticize Cass ever. So Cass does this weird decision to suck up all the souls and purgatory into himself, so he has enough power to beat Raphael, who's fighting for power and they're both they're fighting to become the new the ninja turtle yeah they're fighting to become the new god essentially yeah so Cass sucks up all the whole souls into himself and then he almost immediately kills Raphael and also Misha Collins acting in this is impeccable good on him we stand that's the ending of season six essentially um I might be a little bit wrong it all honestly listeners it all blurs together a little bit I mean, this show's been on for 30 years, so... And plus, season six. So, season six ends, like, straight ends, fade to black, when Cass says, I am God and you will profess your love onto me. And then season seven starts immediately in the same room. Cass has just said that. And Bobby is like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, (laughs) whatever. Sounds good to me, mate. So, season seven, episode one. Cass is God now, as far as he thinks. And, well, he's killing a bunch of homophobes. He's doing good shit in the world. We motherfucking stand. That's literally like the first thing he does. He's killed a church full of homophobes. He kills some more people. He uh, heals a homeless person. Then he goes to a Republican's office and is like, you are making policies in the name of God that don't fit the word of God. I'm going to fucking kill you. But he's also like kind of losing it a little bit. Like his skin is like, potmarked and shit and it look he looks gross i still love him but he looks gross and then he goes back to the winchesters he's like actually i don't i don't feel good very good mr stark and they perform the ritual this is on the same episode this is all season one they perform a ritual and all the souls so we only got god steel half an episode like three-fourths of an episode and all the souls of purgatory fuck out of his body basically so he falls to the ground and Dean is like, oh no, my boyfriend's dead and I'm really upset about it. And then the cast gets back up and he's like, Dean, I'm really sorry for all the shit I pulled. And oh God, it's, oh my God. And Dean is like, all right, well, we'll have a p- time for apologies later. Let's get you patched up. And Cass is like, no, Dean, listen to me. I am so sorry for everything I did. 
And then he pushes Dean and Bobby when he's like, you have to, I can't stop them anymore. You have to go. And they're like, who, who Cass, who you're trying to hold back. And he's like, Leviathan. And then he does like a, <laughs> like a Japanese movie, like, and then he's like, oh, I'm Leviathan now. Oh, and he gets, no. and he gets like a black vein thing. And that's where the episode ends. Season seven, episode one ends. Season seven, episode two starts with Cass being like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. I am Leviathan now. And then he walks out of the room and then he goes into a river and dies. And that's the end of Cass for 15 episodes. <laughs> and then we deal with the actual Leviathans. I just want to make that <laughs> clear. Okay. Pause. Yeah. And then I will get into stuff. But yes. Of course. Your thoughts. That is exactly how that goes down. That is Wackadack. I mm-hmm. goes into a river and dies immediately. I <laughs> That's literally what I'm not kidding. That's what happens. He goes into a river and dies. Everybody's like, well shit. Oh no. Bobby and Sam are like, aw man, Cass died again. That's a shame. <laughs> and then Cass's trench coat like floats to the shore and Dean picks it up and he's like, so he's really gone, huh? Oh, oh boy. And he keeps that fucking trench coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of this. Oh, I know this. He I know, but I have to say it because I can't believe it's real. He puts the trench coat in his car. They have to move mo- cars multiple times because they're being chased by the police. He takes the trench coat with them. He puts it in every car afterward. I can't. This is a real thing that happened. And they were like, no, but they're just friends, though. Can't- <laughs> I lose my mind. I lose my mind every time I think about it. <laughs> I can't believe I fucking did that. <laughs> he kept the trench coat the whole time and then he gave it back to him. I lose my mind every fucking time I think about it. God, we're supposed to be talking about Lovecraft, but Jesus fucking Christ, they really fucking did this. Oh, I need a second. Holy shit. Holy shit. This house is staying. I mean, it's irrelevant to the topic at hand, just... Okay, this isn't a Dustiel episode, but truly, they just give us banger after banger, but that... Every episode is a Dustiel episode. Yeah. The most supernatural thing is introducing a very cool concept at the end of a season, and then wrapping it up in the first season of the next episode, and being like, oh shit, what do we do now? We don't know where to go from here. Like, y'all so fucking dumb! Oh my god! (laughs) This is why fandom, this is why the Supernatural fandom is so big, because people watch the show and they're like, that's it? That's it? That's all you're gonna do? I gotta take matters into my own hands now, I guess. And, oh, anyway, (laughs) fuck. God, I, oh my God, I lose my mind every time. This is why I'm going to have a 10-part series about Purgatory, because I lose my mind every time I think about it. I love that. So the reason I asked, the reason I asked if it was like a season finale thing is because that is the peak mm-hmm. of fandom creation. And it, it made me think of Teen Wolf. It made me think of the, the mm-hmm. break between season two and season three. Yeah. Because season three is where things go off the rails. But season two, it is just, it introduces the alpha pack very like vaguely and all we know about them mm. is that they're very powerful yeah. and they can mess with memories. That's all we know. So then season three, suddenly everyone is out of character 
everything is wackadack insane. And the fandom creations exploring this, exploring this idea that the Alpha Pack has been fucking with everyone's memories and what we've seen so far is like mm-hmm. bullshit and there's actually some crazy shit happening. All of that was so good. And then the second half of season three is just foolishness. And it completely, it just took everything that it introduced and was like, actually, none of that is anything that makes sense. It is, it's so nightmarish. It, but like that just sort of idea where they've introduced all this fantastic stuff and there's so much, there's Mm -hmm. so many ways it can go and it can be so interesting. And then it's just poop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It it, is such a supernatural thing. But it's also like a Jeff Davis signature. It's also a Ryan Murphy signature. <laughs> like, yeah. here's some great ideas. Oops, I pooped it. <laughs> like, that's all he does. I'm going to make a transition here. Anyway, speaking of Cthulhu, as we just were, I'm sure we were talking about, Cthulhu plays a role in the famous fan fiction Redemption Road, which I still oh, need yeah. to reread and actually finish. Even though I loved it, I just forgot to finish it because I'm a busy bitch. That happened. I do know that Cthulhu is in it and is kind of like one of the big bad, which is so fucking cool. Like Lovecraft, his shit is open source, supernatural. Yes. They make their OCs. They make their, in the season 13 episode, they make, uh, what the fuck are they named? Yokoth and Gathur. They make that. And it's like, you guys know that Lovecraft is open it, I keep saying open source. It's free domain. You can just yeah. You can just steal that shit. Y'all could have just done an entire season with Lovecraft. That would've been si- and that's what Redemption Road did essentially is make a season with Lovecraft and Mythos, and we fucking stand because it's a and it's amen. not just it's not just public domain. It's not just open source. But there's a, this other quote uh, that I found from the Atlantic, and they say, um, "In the end, Lovecraft still wins." People who've never read a page of his work will still know who Cthulhu is for years to come, and his legacy lives on. Like, his works are part of the collective conscious. They're part of pop culture. I mean, South Park did a Cthulhu, like, three-part episode, like... Yeah, like, I'd say it's slightly veering towards nerd culture, like... It's subculture, but it's still, like... It's a bit niche, but it's still, like... If you say Cthulhu... People know what you're talking about. They can at least picture some big tentacle creature or something. Like, they know what you mean. Yeah. Like, he's just part of what we know. His works have influenced everything that came after that. And I think that has to be talked about just as much as all the horrible things about him. Like... Yeah. This is critical reading. Yeah, just like, that specific brand of existentialism is quite possibly my favorite genre like period i love comedy i love romance i love all that but i love cosmic horror and existentialism so much and lovecraft basically created that for us and i have to at least be grateful to that for him for that yeah i'll say he didn't create it but he finessed it and popularized it Mm. he had contemporaries there were other people working in the same sort of idea because they they were obsessed with space in this era, at yeah. the turn of the century. I mean, really, for all of human existence, we've been obsessed with space and what's outside, what's beyond us. And at the turn of the century, they were learning so much more about it all of a sudden. 
whereas like let's say Mary Shelley in her time they were learning about like electricity powering the body in a way and like you know there would be street shows with them like using electricity to make like dead frogs like move their legs and stuff and that's where Frankenstein comes from like science fiction comes from science it comes from taking a look directly forward from what science is doing around you and what science was doing around Lovecraft was looking outwards. So that's sort of what inspired a lot of writers at that time. But he just had a certain way. He just had a certain way that it didn't, it wasn't, he wasn't popular in his time, but it's been mm. enduring. Yeah. And that's why it's making su- his work and that genre is, it's definitely on a rise right now. It is so popular right now because we all feel that about capitalism. And we also, we know so much about space, and but also at the same time, the more we know about it, the more we realize that we are fucking alone and there's nothing out there. Um, but like, yeah. look, I mean, look yeah, around us. Like- We're like SpaceX is such a huge thing, like right now. There's this resurgence of looking outward. So Lovecraftian works are coming out more frequently, and more people are joining this genre, like Mike Flanagan. He's creating his own work within this framework because that's what is around us right now. It's always in circles. It's circles within circles. And we're, we're at this point where we're all looking up. We're all looking outside of Earth. And that's where we're going to find the unknown. And that's always the most terrifying thing of all. Okay. I think I already started kind of a thing about it. But I wa- did want to talk about this blog on Tumblr. The Leviathans Have the Angels, which is so fucking good i don't know who the author is i try to trace their tracks as hard as i could they're gone from the internet as far as i can tell i'm sure they have other accounts they are not linked to anything i could possibly find them on i don't know what happened to them that happens if anyone happens to listen to this and know about them Please, for the love of God, give them my love because this was my absolute favorite supernatural fan work essentially this blog was taking the wasted potential of Leviathan Castiel and making the absolute fucking most of it. Oh my God, they did such a good job. This was an AU where Cast didn't die in a river, (laughs) put the Leviathans in there, which is stupid as shit. But it was an AU where the Leviathans remained in Cast and this blog just like delved into how inhuman and unfathomable unfathomable these leviathans are especially since because hp lovecraft saw them and they are based on lovecraftian shit yada 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 yes so this person explored the horror of them and how they wanted to destroy humanity and the winchesters and while still in the body of Cass slash jimmy novak who is dead, but there is a very, very good post where somebody, because this is technically an ass blog, I'll get to that in a minute. This is technically an ass blog, and somebody asks, so what happened to Jimmy Novak? And the Leviathan cast says, we do smell a little bit of human in there, but unfortunately he's encased a little bit of angelic bits, so we're gonna have to like chomp through it. And basically what it's saying is that Cass his only focus right now is protecting the last remains of Jimmy Novak, a person he sort of betrayed in a way and used. And we'll talk about that someday, but oh, it's, and there's an art of just like this brilliant light and 
glowing wings and that's this serpent, this black inky serpent just encircling it and just threatening to crash upon it. It's just, oh my God, I lose my mind every time I think about this bug. It is amazing. I mean, this was post-Wunstler, I believe, if not like the same time as Wunstler Mania. <laughs> so this blog easily could have been just like edgy supernatural blog, blah, 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 blah. But this person... They made the absolute most of it. And sometimes they veered a little bit towards like, I'm being edgy for the fun of it. For the most part, they knew what they were doing. To explain, if you're not going to Google it, they made the art for it. And I hate to say that their art is ugly, but it is, but it purposefully is. Oh my God, the thing I noticed about it today that I didn't really recognize earlier is that like all their art, the normal parts, the normalcy, like, Cass in human form, the Winchesters, just anybody kind of looking like a normal human, any sense of normalcy is just painted in these like kind of blocky, quick streaks of paint. Like this person was just like, boop, done, done. That is a person. But when this person wanted to convey the horror of the Leviathans within this body that could barely contain them. They just intricately detailed all the lines, every single tooth, every single eye, and there were multiple of them and how they stretched on and on and on. And just like the lines wouldn't agree with the coloring, which is added to it. It's just, it is incredible. It's so experimental. Oh my god, just Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Supernatural fandom, we all we all make fun of it. Valid. There are people who are very annoying. There are people who are shitty, yada yada yada. But this is a case. When I defend the supernatural fandom, this is the first place I turn to. It's like you have to see this blog. You have to see how the people turn this one episode. This like 15 minute concept into this incredible fan work. And it like created its own can. The person who made it made a game, which, fucking, which unfortunately you can't play anymore, which I'm so upset about. Essentially the game was a, if I can remember correctly, there are dev notes about it that you can read, but you cannot play the game anymore as far as I can tell, which is such a fucking shame. Essentially, the game they made was you're playing as Leviathans at the beginning of time while God is creating the universe and the Leviathans are gobbling up everything God creates because they see it as like a gift from God that God is creating th things for them to appreciate. But in reality, God is creating things and they are destroying them. And eventually God has to lock them up to keep them from eating everything and destroying everything and they don't see that and they feel betrayed that is basically the concept behind this blog and it's that is such an incredible concept and there is one post that i'm definitely going to leak i already have the link already for it there is one post where i don't remember what the ask was that prompted this but somebody asked something and the creator of the blog said that sometimes cracks form in purgatory and a little bit of themselves seep through and it implied that they kind of rewrote the canon because canon is stupid <laughs> at all times they rewrote re a little bit that hp lovecraft that other horror writers that people who are misunderstood 
that they seeped a little tiny bit from purgatory and put themselves in, in enter the dreams of people to keep people afraid in our world, keep people afraid of them. And <laughs> I bring this up in an episode about Lovecraft because in the canon of that ass blog, the Leviathans had a relationship with Cthulhu and were like desperately trying to find Cthulhu as well as like eating everything in sight and being generally creepy. And there are a few works that kind of hit hard. Like there's one episode, there episode, there's one art in it where someone asks like, who are you looking for? And Leviathan Cass is looking as normal as they possibly can, which isn't saying much. And they are holding like a statue of Cthulhu in their hands. And they're like, I really wish I could find them again. And I'm not like insanely crazy about like, that part but it's it's so good it's such a good fucking blog please check it out (laughs) please find me the author of that yeah i'm genuinely just sitting here scrolling straight through it right now it's so incredible and there's a lot of fan works made for it and there's clearly uh cthulhu mythos woven into it and it seems like some of the best supernatural works have a little bit of lovecraftian uh elements woven into them because that's kind of like, I feel like that might be a little bit of an end game for Supernatural, at least in the fandom's mind, that the writers didn't achieve is that sort of cosmic horror. Like, the Winchesters do meet God, and they've known who God is for a while. And God destroys universes. God canonically destroys the universe where the creatures from season 13, the um, Yokoth and Guthur... He destroys the universe that they inhabit, where they ate galaxies and were known as, like, Star of Madness, Ravager of Galaxies, Mother of Faceless Hordes, and Christian God just waves them away, essentially. Waves away these giant, horrific, galaxy-eating creations. And there is a sort of cosmic horror in that that I... I haven't watched those seasons, but I have a feeling Supernatural didn't really achieve there. Oh, of course not. A thing I've noticed in fandom is there is, eventually, we've talked about angels as cosmic beings, and we've talked a little bit about Jimmy Novak, and eventually they reintroduce Claire, and she's very, uh, I still need to watch those seasons, but she's, like, very skeptical. She's She's a hunter now, basically. She is very angry that this being essentially took her father from her and wore his skin for like a decade now. And she sees this man who is and is not her father and sees him on the news massacring people. And it's not her dad, but it is. And he's covered in blood. And... There is horror in that. There's a very, I don't even know if it's Lovecraftian. There's just true horror in that, you know? It's oh, insane. absolutely. I mean, the idea of something else taking your identity, I mean, that goes back to the thing where we kind of started this podcast episode. Like, something that's able to strip you of yourself. Something that wears you like a suit. Like, that's deeply horrifying in the same way of something that you can't even gaze upon without losing your mind. Like, there's just something Mm -hmm. 
about being stripped of yourself that's deeply terrifying. Because of course it is. At the end of the day, what are we if not ourselves? Yeah. And even if this being is supposedly for good... How much good did any of the main characters in this show do, really, at the end of the day? Cass still opened a gate to purgatory and let in more horrific monsters that... There are so many creatures in Supernatural that use humans as vessels and possess them. Yeah. And that is terrifying. And they explored that a little bit at the beginning, but they should have kept exploring it because it just gets more and more creepy the further on they get. Just Oh, for sure. All right. Should we... (laughs) Let's do a very quick... (laughs) Sam Winchester mandatory minute Sam Winchester is a Lovecraft fan good for him (laughs) that's all I got (laughs) okay yeah Sam Sam is a fan of Lovecraft so he knows things that's kind of a part of his character that is sometimes there where he like knows about like horror fandom stuff kind of sometimes the fact that he can read Lovecraft and not go into a disassociative state, considering all the bullshit he's been through, is astounding. Yeah. And that has been our Sam Winchester mandatory minute. Do you have an AU you've been working on for Supernatural? Let's say, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. Castiel becomes possessed again, because why not? And he is possessed by a Cthulhu cultist. And Dean has to rescue him with the power of Daylong. <laughs> My AU of the week is um, Tentacle Cass. You know, fuck it. Anyone who's wrote any fic where Cass is non-human in any form, I love you. I'm kissing you on the lips as we speak. I love you so much. Did you want to do recommendations of Lovecraftian stuff? Sure. Yeah, I have a list. From Beyond, great movie, Wackadoodle, Reanimator, of course, Oculus we talked about, The Void, mm-hmm. um, Wackadoodle Crazy in a Different Way, also has some shugoffs, and for a non-shitty person who made very Lovecraftian horror stuff um, without being shitty... Harlan Ellison, famous for I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Very good. Check it out. It's a book and also a game that he made. I want to do a shout out to um, a YouTuber called Deus Dakin. He does like movie reviews that are very good and he does an HP Lovecraft month every year. Uh, and he has very good reviews of a lot of the movies I just listed. My favorite Lovecraft story is The Lurking Fear, which is not especially cosmic horror. It just <laughs> features cannibalism, and I I just really like cannibalism stories for some fucking reason. I, d- I don't really know why. I just find it very fascinating. It's so disgusting. That's so valid. <laughs> okay. This has been Hell Ain't Complicated. I'm Dubless on Tumblr, uh, Dubless27 on Twitter, uh, Dubless Everywhere. Shell, do you have any places that you want to promote? Yeah, totally. You can follow me on Twitter, ChellOutDude, um, C-H-E-L-O-U-T-D-U-D-E, ChellOutDude. Um, I'm, I'm there. 
You can follow us at Hell Ain't Podcast on Twitter, Hell Ain't Complicated on Tumblr, Hell Ain't Complicated on Facebook, uh, Hell Ain't Complicated everywhere, Spotify. We also have a Spotify fan mix that you are freely allowed to contribute to if you think of any songs that fit Supernatural. Trust me, anything works. I got this song, uh, Fantastic Symphony by Hector Berlioz. I literally always say his name wrong, so whatever. And I just put it on there because I really like that song. And it fits the doom and gloom of Supernatural. Uh, email us at hellingcomplicated at gmail.com for questions, comments, ideas. If you want to be a guest, yada, yada, yada. Come on over. Educate us about Lovecraft. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Or if you are the creator of the the Leviathans Have the Angel blog, come on the fucking podcast. I would go insane. I would love that. I am manifesting that for you. That person probably doesn't even exist. They're around. They're somewhere. Do it. (laughs) And lastly, Misha Collins, please come on the podcast. Tell us how you wish Leviathan Cass or God Steel had gone, because I know you have ideas. I know you're just as annoyed with it as we are, because I'm fucking annoyed about it all the fucking time. I can't imagine being promised this incredible acting opportunity for two separate versions of your character and then having nothing, having absolutely nothing to do with it. That is insane. I'm so angry on your behalf. Honest to God. What the fuck? Supernatural is a bad show made by horrible people that hate Castiel for some fucking reason. Anyway, <laughs> have a good day, everybody. And Can you really call this a fan podcast? I hate Supernatural so much. <laughs> Carry on, my wayward kids. Well, <laughs> the music. That's it. That's it. podcast is 100% pro-sex worker. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to cut all of this team of talk out, but listen to the Oldest Profession podcast to learn more about sex workers. It's very good. Anyway. Also, (laughs) yes, I recommend Tyler Posey's OnlyFans. Does he actually have an OnlyFans? Yes, he does. Oh my god, I thought that was a joke. No, he has one, and I was subscribed. The price point isn't always there. It goes up and down when you catch it low. If you catch a deal, subscribe. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs>